but I remember like <clears throat> I got ran over and then like didn't know what the heck happened because it happened so quick. Yeah. That I actually tried to stand up and walk to the sidewalk and I made it probably. So you actually stood up after yeah, that? Yeah, I stood up. And wow. I, I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, yeah. Because it, it initially. You're in feel, shock. Yeah, I didn't yeah. feel anything. So. Welcome to the Shaw Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Shaw. And today I have got an amazing guest, Mr. Kevin Ferris. How you doing, buddy? Great. great. So Kevin, if you don't recognize him, has been really making some noise in the sport, sport of strongman. Uh, seventh place at the 2020 World Strongest Man. Last year, a big fourth place at the Shaw Classic in, in 2021. And uh, I feel like Kevin's got a really interesting story to share with us today. I've, I've kind of got tidbits here and there, you know, interesting, fun facts. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you, man. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. This first podcast it- I've ever done so is it the first yeah, one yeah man this I've, is I've the, had a few, few things lined up but just uh yeah so you get to share we get to to, to hear the story first is first what you're year, saying live that's that's awesome right. man it's that's podcast. awesome yeah. so talk to me about about growing up I feel like growing up a lot of times can shape us into who we are and what we become and and uh our mindset in certain aspects. So, so talk to me about your childhood. What was it like? Um, actually pretty, pretty good. Uh, I have three older sisters, one older brother. So I was the youngest. Um, so always picked on. Oh, I bet. I bet. Uh, but I feel like that kind of, that kind of molded me. I mean, yeah, I have an older brother and kind of being his, his punching bag. Um, and he was he was how much older? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Yeah. So, so did your sisters pick on you too, or oh, it was yeah. just oh, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not my not my two oldest, but yeah, the one that was just right above me. Um, she was four years four years older than me. So I, uh, so you got you got the brunt of all of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so with with them picking on you. How did you respond to that? I mean, did you? immediately want to fight back or was it you know i mean how did how did you take that i i feel like it kind of molded me into wanting to be stronger and wanting to um be more athletic wanting you know kind of drip like drove me yeah to wanting to do you know sports and yeah i mean my brother picked on me or whatever but like i felt like he was I, i wanted to be him i wanted to look up I looked up to him. He was one of the amazing baseball player. Okay. Um, so just, just seeing like the road he took. Um, yeah. I mean, that example, it's, it's interesting with him being, you know, that much older than you. I mean, it's almost like he kind of, in a lot of ways, maybe laid the framework for you and you're like, Hey, that's my older brother. You know, he, he's probably larger than life. I would imagine, you know, kind of saying, look at what he's done and, you know, if he was into baseball, you know, it's, it, did that make you want to play baseball or was it, you know, what, what, what it, getting into sports, like, what was that like for you? So I kind of dabbled in everything. I mean, okay. from soccer, baseball, basketball, football, I, I dabbled in everything until I finally found like something that I really, really loved. And that was wrestling. Um, 
so I wrestled a lot of my a lot of my younger years um, until that road kind of just dissipated, and then I didn't know what the heck to do. Sure. So, so what what age did you start wrestling, or what? Uh, I mean, were you kind of you know through you know say third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade? Was that where you were kind of doing everything? So yeah, it started sixth grade, sixth grade, and then it just gradually got up up there. So um, and what 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 made you want to wrestle? What was it about wrestling? I feel like it was the uh, the one on one thing. Um, I played baseball and I played football for, well, super young. Okay. So, um, but I didn't like the, I don't want to say I didn't like it because there's, there's good things and there's bad things about it, but like you're counting on someone else to do their job as well. Yep. So with wrestling, it was either you, you you're either going to beat them or you're going to get beat. So it's either your fault or it's your fault. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, and I completely can relate to that because, you know, playing basketball was my main, you know, sport growing up and through, you know, through high school and through college. And, you know, you very much win as a team and you lose as a team. Now you have your responsibilities to handle within the game and you want to win your individual battle. Yeah. So whoever you're going against, you know, that's how I always kind of took it was, Hey, that's my assignment. And if I handle that, I'm doing my job for the team. But if at the slacks, at the end, yeah, yeah if, if the scores, hey, we lost, it's still like, hey, I, I can't walk in there and say, well, you know what? I did my part. That was on you. It's it's collective, right? So when when you're wrestling, it's very much a one-on-one match. Now, do you, so you still get scored as a team, though, right? Yeah. You're wrestling as a team. But you, I feel like that's more individual, a one-on-one battle. Yep, yep. And that's kind of, uh, I mean, trickle down, trickle down the line. Um, after that ended, it was kind of like, shoot, like, what do I do now? Like, so when did, when did it end? Uh, so senior year. So backstory going into my, going into my senior year, I got an accident. Okay. It kind of threw everything off, like my football season. And I played, I played football and I played baseball to kind of just keep me, keep me in check, keep me on track. So you um, did that all through high school, all then. through high school. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I got a soldier, uh, shoulder injury in that accident. Now it was a car, a car accident. Car accident okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it kind of threw everything off. Like going into my, my junior year, I placed, I placed sixth, um, in the state in my weight class. And, uh, so you're coming into your senior year thinking, okay, I'm one, year, I'm like it's, gonna be yeah. one of the top or the I want to be the top guy. Yeah. And uh yeah, it kind of threw me through a bind, you know. So what what happened with the accident? So <laughs> it was kind of a a freak accident. Um during the summer I was with some buddies. Um my buddy was in his his dad's brand new Jeep, um, lifted big, big big Jeep. Yeah. And uh he he was dropping us off and I, I got out of the passenger seat and uh forgot a cd and so i ran around to his driver's side and he was backing up and didn't see me and was turning out of the driveway and the wheel came out oh just man grabbed the back of my leg and just slammed me to the ground so from my ankle all the way up the left side of my body so oh broke, man broke my ankle broke uh cracked my kneecap broke my scapula all the way through but oh, I, I, wow. had, I had the <laughs> i had a white shirt on 
and uh yeah the ambulance came or whatever and cut it off but i i actually had that shirt for a while but you could see the tire tracks oh my the gosh back of the shirt and it literally was like two inches away from so you, it was just literally he was backing up and didn't realize what you were just doing a, and just a freak accident yeah. man i bet oh. he felt horrible oh yeah uh, but the one thing that I really remember, because it was like the end of August, like yeah. the hottest time of the year, and I was laying there in the street in the ass on the asphalt and just like burning, cooking. Oh, but I goodness. but I remember like <clears throat> I got ran over and then like didn't know what the heck happened because it happened so quick. Yeah, that I actually tried to stand up and walk to the sidewalk, and I made it probably. So you actually stood up after yeah, that. I stood up and wow, I, I was like. <laughs> What the heck just happened? Like, yeah, because initially you're in feel, shock. Yeah, I didn't yeah. feel anything, so I was like, "What the freak just happened?" Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I stood up and tried to walk and just collapsed. So, did you have to go? I'm assuming you had to go into surgery then, uh, or how did that? Fortunately, yeah. So they did they did some scans and stuff. There was some a little bit of internal bleeding, but nothing too crazy. So, where did the tire stop? How I mean, it how far? ran over my shoulder? So, oh, it, it barely missed my barely missed my head. So the head, what you would have been done. Oh yeah. Toast. Yeah. Wow. That's 37 inch tire. (laughs) Ooh, That's something, man. So, so so you had injuries from your ankle all the way up to your shoulder. Wow. So what, what was, I mean, what was the diagnosis, you know, coming out of that? So scapula broke all the way through, but, um, they did a lot of scans on it to make sure that it was, it would line, it was lined up correctly. Um, and fortunately it did. So it, yeah, fused right. So back. you were able to just let it go and heal. Yeah. So I mean, did you have to be not moving around then? Yeah. Well, so I was. Yeah, I was bedridden for about two weeks. Um, but yeah, healing. I mean, being that young, you, you heal pretty quick. Bounce so, back. So yeah. what? What time? What time of year? Like before your senior year? Was it the summer? Was it? Yeah. So this was like right after football. Football camp. Um, I think, yeah, two weeks later, we were in, in school. So I missed the first five games. Wow. Okay. And even coming back, like, it was still kind of just like. I mean, that's pretty incredible yeah. that you, so you were able to still come back and play. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, the road rash, though. The road rash is actually the worst part because it was it was down to the bo- the, the bone on my ankle and my on my knees. Like, you could you could see the bone. Like, it was. Man. It was. So and there's thought, nothing like other than the the broken bones you're healing from. There wasn't anything structurally they had to go in and do surgery or like anything like that. No, no, wow, I was super super lucky that. But yeah, so the doctor yeah he was just tell me like yeah, I, don't, I don't I don't know I don't know how it's gonna heal up I don't know how the shoulder's gonna be and and I was kind of I was doing weight training like I started I started lifting um, my freshman years when I started lifting like pretty like daily after school i'd get in but uh i think without without doing that i think it would have been a lot worse you know i had so you already at that point you were strong yeah yeah i mean and and i mean what was it like getting into training then i mean at that point because i feel like that's a great starting point around the freshman year and you know as as a you know younger male you're going through the changes and you know at that point you know i feel like it can have such a a benefit to your life. And obviously with you being in sports, was that, what was the motivating factor to start training? Being small. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, I was only a hundred and my freshman year, I was about 145 pounds, 140 pounds. Okay. So a smaller guy, but I, I just, you know, growing up, you see all these magazines, bodybuilding magazines. You're like, wow, like I want to be like that, you know? So it was kind of a, yeah, I wanted to look good, but I also, I wanted it to benefit in the sports that I was in as well. So, so there's a couple motivating factors uh-huh. then. It's like, Hey, I want to start training. I want to look better, feel better, but also perform better yep. with the sports. So you, when you got in the weight room, did, was it a immediate addiction? Oh, it took off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you walked in there and you're like, okay, I like this every, every day after school. Okay. Monday through Friday, I was in there. Now was, was that something you did by yourself or were you doing it with friends or originally originally it was just just me but then i found my found my group and uh the uh it was actually the lineman coach that was in there um coach pope he uh he's the one that really pushed me you know i I feel like he really saw potential in me and okay and it just took off like I, i was i was gaining strength like crazy so what did you go? You walked in there at one forty five. Did you start putting on weight pretty oh, quickly? Yeah. yeah, by my, I mean it was. It's kind of now I don't really gain weight quick, but uh, um, by my sophomore year I was at one fifty two. Um, junior year I was just above one sixty, and then by my by my senior year is about one seventy one. So okay, so you I mean you're talking thirty plus pounds yeah. like at that point i'm basing my weight off of of what what weight classes i i wrestled in so sure now <laughs> now did you ever have to cut weight for wrestling uh um, or were you wrestling up i actually i actually wrestled up okay. so so i mean because there's some good guys there's there's a three-time um champion in the weight in the weight classes all coming up so i i actually i was wrestling I was wrestling 171s at 150 pounds. But so, giving up, to, wow. Yeah. So, so if that guy's 171 and he might be cutting in from 180 something, yep. that's impressive, man. So, and, and even in, even when in practice, like I was wrestling the bigger guys just because, just because the littler guys just weren't giving me what, what that's I needed, interesting. So, so yeah. just strength wise, you felt like you could handle that and you're perfectly fine. Yeah. Just leverage, leverage strength wise. I was, yeah was able to was able to keep my own i guess yeah so you come back from this accident you've been training you're strong which obviously i would think helped with the recovery coming back bouncing back pretty resilient obviously getting run over and <laughs> you know bouncing back from that so you play a few football games your senior year and then wrestling is next then yep. so how did it affect that or or were you able to bounce back and be pretty good or uh, the shoulder kind of gave me a fit, um, from the beginning. Um, so just kind of just working out the kinks on that, um, ended, ended up placing fifth that year. Okay. And, uh, not what I wanted, but yeah. Cause, cause you see like the guys that you've beaten, of course, you know, of course. and then you get to stay and you're like, I already beat these guys and now I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but all in all, it was a good year like, yeah. for, for what happened really. I mean, it was, it was a good year. Absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, I feel like you get a lot of, uh, experience 
out of out of doing sports when you're younger and and doing that and the challenges and overcoming adversity and having to work through hard things like this because especially at that age you know i mean i had um a few different things that happened to me when i was in high school one of the worst ones was actually uh tore up my thumb really bad so i tore the ligament off on my on my thumb it happened it was it was kind of a just messing around type of thing one of my buddies threw like a baseball pass with a basketball and i wasn't expecting it and he kind of you know called my name at the last minute i tried to catch it and it just it hit my thumb so hard and just pulled it back but i didn't want to stop playing so i remember uh i went into a doctor and and uh the first thing was okay you have to have surgery the ligaments torn off and and I was like, well, I don't really like that answer. I'm going to go to somebody else, you know, and, and uh, luckily my my parents supported me with that. And so I finally got to this guy that said, hey, look, you, the ligaments off, but if you tape it up and you can work through the pain and deal with it, you could play. And then we can do the surgery after the season, which that was the answer I wanted. So I liked that guy. And, and uh, you know, he ended up, you know, I mean, you can see my scar there or whatever. And I got it. I got it fixed up and whatever. But that was my junior year of uh high school and then i was able to come back and and play but you you have to deal with adversity going through a situation like that same thing with your accident and really bouncing back being resilient having to work through something hard i think can also really mentally take you to the next level too and i'm sure that you know this is not what you want to have happen certainly and and you know it it uh impacted i would i would assume your football season and wrestling and and everything else but you came back from it and i'm sure looking back now you probably feel like you're stronger oh absolutely because of going through something hard like that well i mean yeah obviously it's a negative thing but you have to look at the positive side of, of it as well like yeah, yeah. Did it build me up it yeah 100 percent. because i mean i wasn't gonna stay I wasn't going to throw away my last season no. just because this happened. Like, no, we're going to push through it and we're going to, we're going to perform as best as we can. Absolutely. With what's handed to us. So. Yeah. So that wrestling chapter ends, you're done with high school. Where, where do you go from there? So I looked at, I looked at wrestling, um, in college. Um, and it was just kind of, a, you know, I feel like the, the school's like, you know, back east and stuff that they're a lot, they're a lot bigger at wrestling, but anything in Utah was not, you know, did you go to a big high school? It was oh. a decent size. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, I don't know what a four a okay. school. So, um, is five a the big, it was five, five a was the biggest. So you're, you're the same as me. We were four a and it just was not quite as big of a school compared to some of the to other five a school, schools. Yeah. yeah. Now they got six a, do they really? Yeah. Man. Huge. Huge. Yeah, that's it's I mean the competitiveness uh I feel like you're you're competitive but I know a lot of for me going into playing basketball in college it was kind of the same thing where it was like hey you played at a 4A school not a 5A school. So I, I was kind of looked down, down upon, upon yeah. because I wasn't at the 5A schools or didn't get that that maybe level of competition, but I, I feel like it was still really competitive. It's, yeah. and it's not your fault that, Hey, this is where I grew up. And, you know, I wasn't in, in the biggest, um, I guess school district or whatever, yeah. you know, so you're kind of at a smaller school, but, uh, did, so did that door, was it potentially there and you chose not to go or, I mean, how did that work out? Um, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I just 
didn't feel like that was the right route. Okay. Um, but I actually, I was actually, I was getting into MMA. Interesting. Um, okay. And, uh, it was a short lived road. I, it's, it's fun to punch people, but it's not so fun to get punched. <laughs> so, uh, no, I did a, I did a fight. I did a fight. Um, there I was actually, I was actually still, well, I just turned 18, so I was able to do it. Okay. But, uh, it was kind of like a rival rivalry, um, fight. So it was like the surrounding schools. Like, so I fought somebody from a rival high school. Did you know that? person no, or, okay no, no. so, so it, was just, it was the school rivalry that, that uh-huh. okay so i mean it makes sense coming from a wrestling background yeah that maybe you try to dabble in that a little bit yeah and it was it was it was fun but uh it's a tough road yeah yeah absolutely um so i dabbled in that and did you win no didn't win I was, okay yeah i got, got into round round three and was dominating um it was basically a ground game. I just yeah straight straight to taking him down. Yeah, well, that would um, be your background. And uh, went for my bad shoulder. He Interesting. Put me, he put me in an arm bar, and that was oh that. boy, and I was like, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. So, so did you out. do more than more MMA? Uh, yeah, I dabbled dabble okay. around. I play. I did some jujitsu stuff um, for a little bit, and then uh, it's just like uh, it's just I don't know, not ready for this yet. Yeah. So, uh, kind of took a year off. Um, were you still training with weights at this point? No, I kind of, kind of, kind of stopped everything. Okay. Just like, whatever. was in, got in a relationship and then that, that came to an end. It was like, all right, now, now I need to do something. Yeah. So, so this uh, is when you're 18, 19, yep, 20 yep. in there. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And then I, then I started, uh, it's actually pretty funny. I actually got back into lifting and uh i wasn't i wouldn't say that i was out of shape but i wasn't where i wanted to be yeah um do you remember p90x p90x i do do you yep. remember that yeah yeah so i did the full 90 day thing you like did. did yeah i remember it being advertised i definitely yeah. never did it yeah but. yeah yeah so i uh I, I i started there i i literally that's where i started I, okay I, uh yeah started doing every morning and was like what were your results like after 90 days i actually did get pretty shredded did you yeah man we need we need a before and after kevin p90x advertisement picture i'm finding it (laughs) but uh that's awesome yeah i was like yeah i was like i was probably around 180 190 okay you know the only thing i didn't do was yoga okay was that part of the program Was it? Man, shame on you. I don't have enough patience for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you can only be in downward dog for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, yeah, then I, I finally, uh, I got a gym membership and was like, all right, time to get big. So let's, let's go. So got a membership to 24 hour fitness and things just progressively got better. I was, I was getting strong super strong yeah and then uh do you feel do you feel like when you were when when you were in high school and started lifting compared say to your friends because that's the best comparison yeah do you feel like you were stronger than them at that point i mean was it something that you just started walking in the weight room and naturally just felt like hey i start lifting and and i can move more weight than my friends uh yeah because i was uh Man, I was stronger than the, the the linemen at the time. Um, my senior year, even my junior and senior year, I was I had a three fifteen bench. Okay. Um, 
about a four, 400, 450 deadlift and a 500 pound squat. And this is, this is at 170 around there. One, one yeah, six, yeah, about 160, 160. Which is, I mean, those kind of numbers. Yeah. That's great. So really I knew, like, yeah, I knew I had something, you know, yeah. like being this light and absolutely like strong. So it's um, interesting you take that. And I, I feel like sometimes that happens out, out of high school. You know, you, you just got to kind of, find your way a little bit and, and, you know, maybe dabble in this, dabble in that. And, and, uh, you know, coming back to lifting and you're saying, okay, at 20, I'm like, go time yep. on getting stronger. And, and you're taking it, I'm assuming taking it more seriously than where it's like, that's part of your routine and you're making it, making it happen. Yeah. And there wasn't really like back then it wasn't, there wasn't like social media and all this stuff. So like the only stuff you saw on TV was like, you saw some, you saw some powerlifting, some bodybuilding stuff, but you're like, I don't even know how to get into this. Yeah. It's not a clear path. No, no. Especially with like world strongest man. Like I would, I, I remember being just little and watching, you know, watching Magnus and watching all, you know, Bill Kazmaier competing and just like, how do you even, what? Yeah. Like just, but, uh, yeah. So I, so I, so I, I got pretty strong, man. I got, I, I had like a, about a 650 squat and this is at a commercial gym you know absolutely um, i'm sure people i'm people are probably taking notice of that like what? that's that's not something normal you would see there because yeah I, I was just over 200 pounds just over 200 pounds then and then um uh actually my my siblings introduced me to van okay van, van hatfield okay and uh set up a training session with him. Like I, 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 even then, like I still didn't even know like what strongman was, what like the road the with path. watching it. You brought up watching it when you're younger. We're, <clears throat> I know for me, I was always fascinated with strength. I mean, is that something that was similar for you? It's, it's, you know, and I feel like a lot of kids, this is true Yeah, that you see something that's kind of superhuman and you're drawn to it. Oh, hundred percent. And it's, you, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking like Hulk and Superman and I, that's just, it's such a cool thing to get into. And then you see something like world's strongest man, and it gives you a different perspective that a human being is doing this. You know, I mean, is that something that, that it's, clicked in your brain at, at a younger age? It's real life. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not, it's not like the Hulk or it's not like, you know, like the Marvels, um, this is real life. Like you could actually be super strong. Yes. So yeah, it just, it, it, that's what drove me is just like, I, I can get stronger. I can continue getting stronger. And, uh, so at 20, 20, so this is what? 21, 22, somewhere so there. I was, I think I was 24. Okay. Four. So I, I was, uh, I was training pretty hard. Um, just at the commercial gym for about three, four years. And that, what you were just going in there to train just to train because it was fun get stronger yeah. or I, were you competing in uh i i looked at doing bodybuilding but i just it wasn't for me I mean, okay it's all based off looks not strength you know and i just like, yeah. yeah this is this isn't the right road like if i'm working hard yep to get strong then i should do something that shows that off not, yeah not yeah so that's where you started looking more towards strongman yeah, so so even then I still didn't even know. Like I was just like, what? Like 
what what is how do I even do that? Like I'm from Utah. Like all these all these guys that I saw were like Europeans and and, and yeah. the UK. Like I'm just like there's not many. But uh so yeah, the, so I I I scheduled a uh training session with Van. Um and yeah, we hit it pretty hard and I squatted six fifty, I deadlifted six fifty, and then my overhead was just just over three hundred pounds. Okay. And I think I was I was around like two twenty. Okay. Two twenty five. Um still great, man. And he was just like, What are you doing? Like you like no ifs, ands, or buts, you're doing this. Like okay. you're gonna come start start training with me and you start doing this. So I actually give my the start of my career all to Van because Van's like the one like he oh, ki- shit, he kind of gave saw- you the kick in the butt. Yeah, to- he's like, What are you doing? Like you have all this strength and you're not doing something with it. Yep. And I was like I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. so yeah, I just picked it up with him and started training with him. And I, I, I'm actually really grateful for him because he, not only did he see the potential, but he kind of bring it, brought in the reins a little bit. Cause like, I just wanted more and more and more and more. Yeah. Um, so this was 2000, 2015. Um, and he's like, we're not going to sign you up for a show. Like let's let's train for a year and and then we're not, we're not going to dabble in any shows yet. So it was interesting. Just, it was just pushing, just pushing to train, learn all the motions, learn all the movements, equipment, and everything else. And then, yeah. So I had my first first show, 2016, and uh, I think it was Reno. So okay, Nevada's strongest. Took first in that. Uh, qualified for nationals, went to nationals, won that, got my pro card at 105. Um, it was kind of like a trifecta. So I got, so I went and got my pro card there. Um, went to USS, did the heavyweight show there. Um, qualified for um, 105 Worlds Finland, went to Finland, won that, came home, did the Arnold's, in 105 amateur won that and at that point i was just like what what's next like yeah so this is you went in at 105 kilos so that's 100 231 pound yep. weight class which is lightweight with strong man yeah and you're walking in i mean that's incredible man i mean you're walking in and just dominating with these contests and, and like you said it's boom 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 and you're basically starting from a lower level okay now i'm pro now i'm competing internationally and it, it all hit all yeah. hit so super quick. That's impressive. So, I mean, I didn't I didn't realize that with you that you had done I know that you had competed, but to, to walk into those contests and just win your first time with all those things is really I mean, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah it kinda yeah, I was just because that's a competitive it's a competitive class. Oh, it is. Oh Absolutely. even now it's just it's crazy. Yeah. Those little guys are strong. Yeah, little so, little guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hey, you know, it, it is what it is. It's just this is a the perspective in strongman is different. Yes. It's very very different, skewed from what's little and big and yeah, what's yeah. heavy and what's not heavy. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, moving forward, I was just like, well, I've kind of won everything and I haven't won any money, so I'm like if this is something I want to do, like, cause I was paying my way on everything. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause, cause one Oh five, there wasn't just, there wasn't that many opportunities like there is now. Like, I feel like it's kind of finally opening up. Like 
Um, but uh, I was like, yeah, if I'm gonna, if if I'm gonna continue doing this, like and beating the crap out of my body, like I've got to get something for it. Um, because a trophy and a bag of goodies isn't isn't cutting. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I did some USS shows that actually qualified me for SEL strongman champions league. Okay. Um, and actually did my first, I guess, international pro show, um, at 240 pounds. So you're, you started competing with, um, with USS as a heavyweight then. Yep. So you're open, you know, from, they do a 220 class, right? 220. And then it's open from there or 240, 220, 300 and three. And then, so basically you're 240 pounds and 300 plus. Um, Yeah. So, but it was actually a super heavyweight show. So the 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 show that I did, it was the the the, the uh, show to qualify. So you had to qualify for the SEL show, but it was a super heavyweight. Um, it wasn't the heavyweight. So you're so super super heavy. Super heavyweight at 240. Was there anybody even close to your weight in that? No. So everybody was 300 plus, I would assume, yeah, right, or yeah. to, at least close to it. Yep. Wow. So. Uh, and that's kind of how my, my, my journey has been in strong, man. I've always been the lighter guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So did my first show at 240 pounds and was like, took second. I went to Serbia and took second there and then, uh, went to carousel carousel. Yeah. Um, took second there and was just like, okay, like I can hang with the big boys. Yep. Um, so now we just need to start getting stronger and put some weight on. Yeah. What was it? What was it like for you getting that opportunity to travel internationally the first time? I mean, do you remember those first couple trips? What was it like packing your bag and saying, okay, I'm leaving the United States. I'm going to compete. That was scary. Like, uh, cause I went to Finland. Um, and, I mean, I went by myself, Yep. you know, um, just figuring out because I, I flew into Helsinki and had to take a train, figure out what train I'm taking. No one spoke. <laughs> it's English. very different. It's very different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was a fun show though. Uh, have you ever competed in Finland? I've, I've uh, flown through there. I actually had a layover there and I left the airport cause I decided I didn't want to spend all day in the airport. Yeah. And so I took a bus down to uh, like Helsinki and and walked around and got some food and then came back which i at that point that was a long time ago i was fairly new to travel myself yeah. internationally so i felt like that was i was pretty proud of myself actually to be like hey i'm i'm going to leave the airport i'm going to go find this bus i'm going to go down here but i had i can't remember it was, it was at least 12 hours of layover where i did, literally had nothing to do, Didn't know what to do. so i i went down so there food. and i remember they uh I can't remember if it was a McDonald's or, or something, but um, it was one of the only American type things that I could find there. And I ordered a drink and you just assume in the U S you're getting a refill, you're getting unlimited, whatever. Nope. nope. I bought that. And I said, Hey, I want a refill. And of course they didn't have the machines where you could just go fill it up. And I went back and they said, okay, you can pay again for that. It was so weird. And the sizes were drastically different, oh, very, very, very different. So yeah. you're used to United States here, you order a drink and it's, it's like a a massive cup over there. It's like, okay, here's your, you know, it's not shot, even a, a quart. It's just, glass. here you go. Yeah. Here's your cup. That's a large drink. Thanks. Yeah. Taking small it, sips for every. Yes. The American yeah. perspective. Yeah. Very, very different. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, that's, you know, travel is, is crazy, especially when 
you're just starting out and you're trying to figure it out by yourself and going to these different spots. And then, you know, like the trains here in the U S trains are not very normal. You get over there, you have to take a train, you have to go do this and to get there is it's very different. So, you know, and then you've got, of course, the, the time difference and, you know, dealing with a little bit of jet lag. So for you to show up to your first, you know, international contest with, with SEL and do that well also is impressive you know, cause a lot of guys have, have a hard time with that travel, getting, yeah. getting out of the, out of the U S and going over there and being okay to perform. Well, everything's different. I mean, your sleep's off food, food is huge. I mean, you know, you know, big time, yep. <laughs> you go to other places and you're like, uh, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know if you're eating. Yes. Yes. This is questionable. Questionable. It's a good <laughs> word. It's a good word. Yeah. So. That That's cool, man. So you, you, Get, are getting into i would imagine that you gained a lot of confidence by going to those contests and saying hey i can hang here i could you know because champions league i feel like it's kind of an intermediate step yeah. it's it's you know you're you're kind of doing the nationals here in the u.s uh and then you're taking that step to go to something before say world strongest man or that level yes. of contest so it's it's a great stepping tool you know? I think, I think, I th- and I think the route that I took was a good route too. You know, I wasn't thrown in with the wolves and, and, uh, defeated, you yes. know, like it, it wasn't like, uh, I, hu- I hung in there, I built confidence and then, okay, so what's the next step now? Yeah. And, and, and do you get nervous? Like, do you get like growing up in sports, like oh man, like wrestling, like right right before right before I knew I was up, man, I just like stomach was dropped, super nervous. Yep. But I've never gotten that feeling, even being at Worlds and everything else. Like I've never. I, I think it's because I have confidence. Like yeah, the, the training and everything building up. Like you can do this weight. You can you can compete here. So I've never really had like that nervous feeling, you know? Yeah. Which, which I'm thankful for. Yeah. I mean, I think some nerves are normal, right? Like, yes. Yeah. 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 And, and you can, for, for a lot of competitors, I think those can be used in a positive way or a negative way. And unfortunately I've seen it both ways where I've seen, I've seen guys that are, that are unbelievably nervous and it literally will take them to the point they can't even perform yep. right there. Cause they're, they're, whether it's self doubt or just not being confident in what they can do or, you know, going back and saying, Hey, you know what? I prepared for this moment. This is where it's fun. Now we got, you know, you, but having those nerves is, is normal. Yeah. So I think not having some nerves, but not to the point, like you're saying, your stomach's going to drop and it's, oh, man. you know, this Running is to the crazy. And- <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh my gosh, man. This yeah. Is, this I is- mean, it's, I, you kind of feel alive. You kind of feel alive when you get that, that adrenaline rush. I've always loved that. I've always loved that with competing in whatever I've competed in. I've always, I've always enjoyed that aspect of lining up all the hard work's been done let's, let's go put it on display and, and, and have a good time. And, you know, getting that adrenaline rush, I really like, but, um, you know, I think it's, it's good. You're saying like, Hey, I don't get to the point where even stepping on the biggest stage, I'm to the point I'm so nervous and, and almost panicking in a way where you can't step up and get it done. Yeah. I, I, 
I don't know. I think it's just. I think it's a good thing. I think that's it's really good have, because it no, it shows you that training went really well. Yep. It shows you that you have confidence in yourself, and then I'm going to show everyone what I can do. What, what I can do. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's been a great road. Yeah. So you so you go from there, and you're almost getting positive reinforcement along your path, right? Because as a 105, you're you're killing it, winning, winning, winning. Step into heavyweight. It's interesting to me that that there wasn't a little bit more of a transition where you're showing up to compete as a heavyweight and oh crap, this is another level. I I need to step up. But it sounds like you were on a strength level where you could you could do it. Yeah. Right. And so you're coming in. You've got a skill set from competing as a 105 that's just transitioning over and the and we'll talk more about this once we get you know into this a touch more but you know the size difference like walking up and i would imagine at 240 you're standing next to a guy that's 340 it's a big difference yeah big difference and you would you would think that you would be pretty intimidated yeah but, but you know and i give it i give it to my training partners i give it to van i i, I trained with the guy uh willie and jordan which they all three were like over 300 pounds. Okay. Know? So this so, is very normal from training too. So, so yeah, even then like, so whatever, put the weight on, let's lift it. Like yeah. it was really good environment. They pushed me really hard. Like I give a lot of, a lot of my successes to them. Like that's awesome. They, they, they pushed me pretty hard. So, yeah. So where, where did you get into the qualification for world's strongest man? So done with SCL, and you, you kind of, where did that door open or how did you do that? See, and that was kind of the hard, hard part because there wasn't a lot of opportunities back then. Um, and it was like just jumping through hoops to figure out yep. how are we going to do this? So, and then uh, OSG popped up and I found out that the open opener class, the opening class um, got an invitation to North American Giants. Life. So I was like, all right, like, we're going to bang it out. Let's do it. Um, so top three, top three at the OSG got an invite to Giants Live. Um, so this is official Strongman Games for anybody official, listening. Official Strongman Games. Yeah. Um, so that that gets your your open door. So there's your path, yep. right? So walking in, into OSG, top three, you're into Giants Live North America at that point. Yep. So took yeah, took second at um, – it's actually pretty crazy because me, me and Trey Mitchell have actually taken the same road all the way up. That's interesting. We, we've, we've, yeah. So he he did OSG with me. And what year was that? This was seventeen, eighteen, seventeen. Okay. Um. Yeah. Two thousand seventeen. Uh. Towards the end of the year, I think it was in December. Um. He took first. I took second. Um. Then we had. Then we had Giants Live the next, the following year. I think it was in May. Um, took third there. Trey took second. So that opened up the door, and so then you guys the are doors. into World's Strongest Man. 2019, we got our invite to 2019 Worlds, and uh, yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's, it's neat the path that you've gone down because I feel like you've taken every step along the way and, it, and created your open door right? Your way in, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to compete. I'm going to win. I'm going to perform and then punch your ticket, so to speak, which is, which is awesome. And and just, and knowing that I started from like 
where I started and yep. worked my way out. There was no free handouts. Or Absolutely. Like that, that, that makes me feel good. You yep. know, there was nothing handed to me. Like I worked my way all the way to worlds from 220 pounds to Absolutely. here now. No, that's, that's awesome. So you're, you're stepping onto the stage 2019 world's strongest man. What was that like? Then things started getting pretty crazy. Like, okay, now I'm on like the big stage, like yes. strongest man. Um, but I held my own. Uh, I had a tough group. I had a tough group that year. Um, who who was in your qualifier? Uh, Kilikowski, uh, Chalet. Okay. Me, Corone, and uh, another guy from Norway. Um, so it was a pretty stacked class. That is was, that is really stacked. Yeah, I feel like I feel like every year I've had this stacked group. Like, yes. Hey, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know. Um. Ended up in third in my group. Uh. And went into stones, which was a disaster. Uh, never zeroed. I've never zeroed. That's right. Career. What what ha- what happened? So. You didn't get one, right? Or the tacky or something. So it was in Florida and okay. it was, it was hot. Like, it was very, very hot. Very yeah. Hot, very humid. Um, and I've never used stone sleeves or anything. It was always just bare skin. Yep. And I decided last minute I was going to switch up tacky. Um, and that was, that was that it was like butter grabbing that stone. Oh, just like, um, a, like a grease pig. Oh yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like literally like, what like i've never ever struggled i mean i think it was a 380 or 400 pound stone which yeah. I, I knew i had for a few reps yeah just to uh, man it was that's for i mean obviously frustrating very 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 frustrating like just felt just like because it was you and jf right JF, in the stone off yeah. okay yeah. yeah so it was just yeah just like oh man and then talking to like martins after he's like dude why don't you use why don't you use stone sleeves? And I was like, yeah, this is my first time ever having to, you know, doing, doing stones in humidity. Like there's no humidity in Utah. It's dry. Yes. It's a different, it's a different lesson. And a lot of people will not understand that, you know, and, and it's as, uh, you know, hard as some of those lessons are that you learn and you get better. Right. And I mean, even for me, you know, and, and I haven't talked about this a lot, but I, I made a, a very, very critical error at World's Strongest Man last year where I made the call. It was my call, right? And I did not clean off my stone sleeves, but I was training here in Colorado and I was using a, a cool weather tacky here in Colorado. And I thought it was just a little bit of base on there. And I said, I, I think it's good. Let's just leave it. We'll put the hot weather on top of that. Well, it was 110 degrees last year in the final and went, and I walked out and I had the right tacky. I had the right setup with the tacky and everything. And, and but that uh, was on top of the, so I grabbed, you know, the finals, it, you know, just that's what happened. It was, it was like the, the perfect tacky on top of not the right tacky. And it was hot enough where that base just heated up and I lost it on the first stone. I grabbed it and I was like, Oh crap, you know, yeah. but you can feel it. Yeah. Cause the grip, the grip's not there anymore. Yep. Right. And, and, you know, I had trained, it was very disappointing just like you, right. Cause I had trained unbelievably hard on stones last year because I knew that there was a chance it would come down to the stones and I needed to be able to perform and, and, uh, but when you, 
when you mess, that was an error on my part. Yep. And I can only, again, this is strong, man. I can only look in the mirror and say, Brian, you really messed that up. But I can only take it as, as the positive out of it and say, hey, you know, as long as I've been doing this and as many times as I've got it perfect, this time I didn't, you're still, learning. you know, you're so, still learning. so I completely, yeah. yeah, I can completely relate to that, man. And it was a tough one for me to swallow last year, but you know, this is your first year at world's strongest man. And, you know, to come down to that and, and not be able to do it, you know, I, I can imagine that that fueled your fire a little bit Oh man, going yeah, into I, 2020. I, I, then I stones has always been those things, that thing that in training, it didn't always go great. Yeah, but when I when it needed to be, you just stepped up it in just the moment. Stepped up and it just happened, you know. Yeah, stones is one of those things you 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 got to have a little bit of aggression. You got to have you can't go to stones and and just be like, eh, let's. no, not timid. No. You don't want to be timid. No. Yeah, yeah, no, because it'll yeah it'll it'll mess you up. Real Absolutely, quick. you just have to attack it. Yeah. So coming off of that, your first year there, and that's how it ended. You know going back to training where was your where was your mind at i i beat myself up pretty bad about that because it's just like you've hit this weight multiple times and you you've never changed your game you've never changed anything last minute yep. and then i did and it screwed me yep so from here on out whatever i do in training that's what stays yeah always it's it's so funny you say that because it's it's amazing to me the number of guys that will change last minute. They'll either change shoes, they'll change their setup, they'll change something they've done, and it it's worked in training. Yeah, but for whatever reason, the the competitiveness of a contest, and you know, maybe you see somebody else doing something, and you start to second guess what you're doing, and you have to stay in your lane and say, "Hey, look, I did this; it worked." Never ever change at the last minute. Yep. That's a very important lesson. Yeah, you, you, you and when you get there, you you know you kind of. I, I like to sit back and just kind of like watch what people are doing. You know, just yeah, like what's what's there, what's what are they putting on, or what are they wearing, what are they. Um, but after 2019, I it was kind of like a tunnel vision. Like, no, we're on this path. This is what we're wearing. This is what we're not changing anything up. Anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so going in. 2020 kind of a strange year um for everybody Very right strange. and they bump back world's strongest man it happens in november later in the year uh walking in getting through all that but it seemed like you walked into world's strongest man in, in 2020 ready to rock yeah I mean, I, there wasn't anything I, I i don't think i did anything i did a show in new york to qualify me for arnold spain that was in january no february Okay. So I didn't do anything from February to November. No, it was yeah. just, just training. And that was kind of the same for everybody. It was, and, and we were all in the same boat kind of, when is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? You know, whatever. So walking in there though, I can imagine that, that making the final in 2020 was a big deal. Very big deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause it's just your second year there getting it through the group. I mean, what, what was that like? Uh, so again, I, I had a pretty good, pretty, pretty stacked group. Um, I had, let's see, I had Evan Singleton, Mark Felix, Adam Bishop, um, and Shivlikov. 
I think it was, yeah. Might have been, yeah. It's, I think it was Shivakov. Um, so another another great group, you know. Um, and I just, I, I had to just focus on every every event by itself. So we're just going to attack it one by one. Don't think about anything down the road. And once that event's done, like, that's in the past. Like, we're not going to think about it anymore, and we're just going to press forward. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, ended up uh, winning the group. Didn't have to do the stone off, which is great. Way better. Yeah. 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 Uh, going into you know 2019, having to go to the stone off and just like seeing how brutal it was. I was yeah. Like, we're not doing this. Yeah. We're not doing this. We're either going to win the group or. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the only way I'm going. So. Sure. Well, and, and that's the stone off at World's Strongest Man is literally an entire different conversation in itself. I mean, it's something I've never agreed with. I don't think a lot of the guys agree with, and it's it's unique to World's Strongest Man. You know, it's their choice, and it's the way that they throw it out, but it, it definitely changes changes the approach. And I think now with the caliber of athletes that we have, going to world's strongest man, letting the group play out and doing a normal set of stones at the end of the qualifiers would be very entertaining. Yes. It'd be very entertaining. And I think, you know, now more so than ever, there are fans that want to see the group play out and, and let it happen just like any other sporting event would be. Was it 2000? When was Philippines? 18. 18 yeah they did that they did the stone they did the run so they did a run but it was only the two guys that were in second and third third. yep so it was a head-to-head run um very much actually like 2020 where you they lined up all the stones but it in 20 they just did it whereas one one guy at a time so you know whatever i guess third place had to go first and then second place followed in in 2018 they did it where you went head to head. So a second, third, whoever won out of those two went through. I, but again, it's, you're waiting one event more than others. And you know, who, who's to say, for example, in a group where the person in fourth place is amazing at stones, it's one of their strongest events. If the group plays out and does the stones, they could end up in first and the guy that's in second could end up in sixth and and your points all shift around based on that one event just like a pressing event would be if somebody is amazing at pressing and somebody else is not yeah that but you know you can't like i said i'm i'm uh you know kind of more of a purist when it comes to strong man and you should be good at everything right so you know you shouldn't you reward you shouldn't reward an athlete for being great at one event one Right. If you're not well-rounded, you know, you could, you could make an argument and say, well, why is, you know, like I just brought up the press, why is the press not the last event? And that's where, you know, you go head to head in that. And, and so there's, there's a whole different thing there. So, you know, and we could certainly have a different conversation, but, um, you know, I've said that before and I think, you know, now more so than ever with the level, the level of the athletes all getting better, 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 you can play the group out normally and it will be exciting it will be exciting i mean yeah you could have one group that goes one way or the other but very much like last year there was a couple guys i think that went into the stone off that were banged up and weren't able to put on a great performance in the stone off so that wasn't very exciting either which any which any other any other time it would have been a good yeah uh, but if the group would have played out maybe it would have been a better 
spectacle, yes. right? Or or entertaining, and you know, it, it's just whatever. We'll leave that. We'll leave that where it is. But um, we'll leave that for another time. Yeah. So twenty twenty seventh place coming into twenty twenty one. Again, get it. You get a tough group with yeah, world's yeah, strongest man. Tough, yeah. Uh, and, and you battled through it, man. I have to hand it to you. You did a, a really good job. I think with the group and, and the events that were there and, and, uh, what was your perspective with 2021? You know, you know, I got a lot of like, Oh man, you got the death group. You got this. Oh man, you got Novikov in your group. You got, you got Luke and you got Bobby in the group. Like, how are you going like, to, how are you going to do this? And I'm like, like I would if anyone else was in my group. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't matter who's in my group. It, I'm still going to perform to my, my best. Absolutely. Know? And I think that I, I think that I did, you yeah. know, I think that, yeah, there, there could have been a few tweaks here and there, but I mean, for the most part, I felt like I really held my own mm-hmm. I mean, winning the first event kind of gave me a huge boost. Um, but it literally came down to the line. I mean, me and Bobby, me and Bobby did the finger fingers together and they had to literally go back. It took 20 minutes to find out who, who's hit first. I mean, it was like video review, video review to the point where it was like millisecond of like Bobby won me. Like yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, and then it went into deadlift and we had a three way tie on deadlift. It was a um, close. You guys were really close the whole way through. Had had three of the fastest times on the press medley. Yep. Like group five and having the three fastest times out of all all the guys was just it's, like this is you know, that that how it's so funny how that sometimes happens at World's Strongest Man where you you end up with a group and and the 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 common thing to say is, Well, geez, if I would have been in this group, I would have won that. And it it just the way that they do the qualifying rounds it, it just sometimes unfortunately i've been there before believe me it's yeah. like you've been in a group and it's like you look across and and i would say to myself well geez if i would have been in that group it would have been way easier but instead i'm in this group and it doesn't it doesn't matter like going across because you have to focus on like you said you got the guys in front of you you handle what you can in front of you exactly and uh but you got you guys were you know i mean it literally came down to the 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 wire, you know, cause you guys did the, the, the pickaxe, the, the pick, front hold yeah, pickaxe. Uh, let's see. Luke and Novikov were tied. Me and Bobby were tied. There was literally one point between four of you, right? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. And, uh, it came down to the pickaxe literally. And that was, you know, whoever wins and, the pickaxe, that's, that's who's going in. And the other two are going to stones and you, you performed well in that. Yeah. So I took, I think I took second in that. Yep. Because uh, Bobby won, right? Bobby won Bob, the Bobby And won so the he group. went through. Yep. Bobby won the group. Yep. Took second, but it tied us up. It tied us up with me and Luke. So Luke was in second. I was in third. Yep. And so that I remember I, I was actually explaining, uh, or Novikov didn't quite understand at that point that he had got beat and was not going to go into the stone off yeah. and, and was disqualified. So I remember I, you know, it's it just uh, that because that's a tiebreaker, right? That's the, that that last event before the stone off is a tiebreaker. So whoever places better there goes into the stone off or or wins the group, you know, whatever, however it plays out. Which but, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people didn't get like, yeah, that was the tiebreaker on who's going where. Yeah. 
this is again you have to know going into worlds like what these are the rules this is how it's going to play and so you know understanding that but you go into the stone off and i i uh feel like this is something you'll probably remember for a long long time this stone off and there's certain moments in in your career that just for whatever reason they stand out yep. right and i remember watching so it was you and luke stoltman going through the stone off yep and it came down to the wire man you're the, you both are on the last stone and 60 both hitting it for two yep i mean it was yeah it was a battle i literally and it took me a while to watch the video because i, was I can imagine so i was so irritated so pissed off um not not at luke but just like of course literally it's in my hands i get it over i'm going to the finals yep um and seeing like slowing it down and seeing that i was literally like an inch away from like it's it was it was just about as close as you could get and, and without having, doing it and me going to push it and the mat i could feel the mat slipping on my back foot wonderful so it was just like and I and I told I told the guys after I said you you guys can't have these little square mats anymore. Yeah, you have to have a full mat because the square mat like you you they're not even they're not even like, well that's a safe. I mean the, the way that you went down to again safety. Yeah, you need to have a good setup for that for all of it. So um, yeah, but you you get done and I feel like everybody watching it just was like if you could if you put that over. You know, and again, who knows what Luke could have done, but, yeah. but it's, it very much looked like if you could have put that over, it would have been whoever could do number three and you were going to do it first. Yep. And if you could have done that, potentially that would have been your ticket in, yeah. you know, so ending, ending again, kind of, you know, going back to 2019, ending that stone off that way, this one's a little bit more you know, hurtful, I guess, probably stings more because I don't know of which the, one hurts worse. I, I, I yeah. really think that that one does because, I mean, like in 2019, I didn't even pick it up. So it was just like, yeah, man, this is a whole different feeling. I feel, I, I would say if it was me, I would say 21 would, would yeah, be, yeah. would eat it. It would eat at me more Literally for sure. Just like an yeah. inch. If I just push it over, it would have been. Yep. Yeah. So now 2022, training for world's strongest man, the buildup, right? How much have you drawn from that stone off? And and I'm assuming that's been a major motivating factor here. Huge, huge, huge. Uh, my mental game has really, really gotten better. Um, I feel like that I'm on like a really good track right now. I mean, coming off of last year, yeah, worlds worlds went really good. Um, and then doing your show, I mean, I, I was actually talking to JF about it. He's like, I think that this is the heaviest show I've ever done. Yeah. And to hear that from JF, you're like. JF's done a lot of contests. A lot of contests yeah. and a lot of heavy contests. Yep. And for him to say that that show is the heaviest, I was like, yep. oh, shoot. Then. We, and that, that's very much by design, you know, but I, you know, the Shaw Classic in my mind is set up to test the athletes over two days you can't you can't have any weakness, no. right? So we're gonna we're gonna test everything. Whereas my argument, I guess, would be to anybody, a five event show or even six events, you can definitely get away with not being good at something. Yeah. But if you do eight events, ten events potentially would be better, but eight's perfect, I think. And you do 
everybody gets to come in. So you have more athletes, you have more events. If you have weaknesses, you can't win over eight events or you can't perform well. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's not necessarily every, I think everything combined is, is very heavy and hard, but it's not one event that's heavier than another event or something. It's just, I think, I think it was all very, um, calculated out. I feel like the weights were not, nothing was heavier than another. Like everything was like, sure. But, uh, that's, that's all I did. I, I mean, JF has talked to me about that too, not that specifically, but with the contest and, you know, um, made some different comments, which, you know, coming from a a guy like JF, like him and I have competed for so long together, you know, whatever he says in my mind carries a lot of weight. You really take it. Exactly. Yep. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty cool, but for the way that you performed there was awesome. Right. So I, you, that had to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and coming off of worlds and like really like hunkering down and be like, okay, well this is my next show. Like this is at the time it was my last show for the year. So I'm like, I'm going to go all out. Like training's going to pick up. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to bring my game this year. Um, so taking fourth at your show was, was really good. Like I, I think, I think I was three points off from JF. Probably it wasn't, it wasn't four. Yeah. Um, so knowing that, knowing, you know, where I am, where I line up, um, really felt good. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I got a call literally like, it was like probably three weeks out from a Giants live show. The first Giants live show in Scotland. Was like, all right, like, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Um, and then taking fourth there. So I felt like I was pretty in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, going back to, I want to touch on just a little bit, your, the mental side of, of this game. Right. And I feel like a lot of people potentially with you might be able to relate a little bit more to your size. Right. So for me, I've always been, you know, bigger, heavier, taller. That's just kind of been the frame that I've worked with. Right. And, and again, you have to, with the interesting part with strongman is you can have two guys sitting here and you're, you know, whatever you are, 280, maybe somewhere in that range. Yep. And if I'm at 420, but we're still competing, we're still lifting the same weights. You have to use your body the best way you possibly can, the same that I do. Right. And that's what I've always found fascinating about the sport of strongman is, is it's not a, a weight contest right? It's, it's, um, a strength contest. Skill, skill, skill. Yes. yes. So you walk in, but mentally, how, do, how does that work in your head? Like, you know, do you, do you ever think about it? Did you ever think about it size wise? No. And, and I think it goes back to training, you know, training with these bigger guys. Um, I wasn't too worried about how much I weighed. I mean, it was kind of like when I was younger, yeah, it was kind of like a, like a having smaller calves and like, you know, yeah, yeah, it, it, it did get to me a little bit, you know, sure. Um, but then seeing my performance and seeing me getting stronger and seeing that, Hey, like, yes, weight does move weight. Um, but having the right mindset that can also 
you know, change the game up a lot too. Big time. So, and I think you can relate with that. I think that the mental, the mental game, yes, you have to be strong. You have to be strong in this sport, but you also have to be mentally strong as well. Yep. I mean, without having those two, there's, it's, it's going to be a hard road. Yes. So no, absolutely. I mean, what have you done to, you know, through your career, other than, other than training with the guys that you have and kind of having that experience in training where it's just about the weight, right? Like you're, you're lining up against somebody who is 300 pounds or or more or whatever. And it's about how much weight you're moving and, and you're expected in that group to lift the weights and nobody's probably given you a pass at all about like, Oh, well, Kevin, you're don't weigh as much. You don't have to lift as much. No, you want to compete you're going to have to lift as much or more. Yeah. Right. And, and so have you done anything to train that mental aspect? So I think, yeah, I mean, obviously like my, my wrestling background too, because I was wrestling guys that were 20 pounds heavier than me. Um, but then also my, my stepbrother, Jeff, he, uh, he's done a lot of work on mindfulness and meditation stuff. Yeah, whatever. It sounds quirky, but like yes. it, it works for me because he has taught me how to tune in um, when, when I need to. And, it, you know, it's like it's like a light switch. It's you don't want it on all the time. Yep. So when 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 you're not competing, you need to learn how to just kind of relax and sit back and just, you know, I think you do really well with that. Yeah. Right. And And I'm. I've been around a long time now with, with competitions and I'm kind of the same way, right? Like I know when to turn it on and when to turn it off and we'll also sit back and watch. And, and I feel as though some of the guys that haven't been there for a very long time, they get very nervous. They want to pace around. They, 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 put out a lot of energy outside of competing just yeah just not being able to just sit back yeah it's like and you you seem it's interesting that you're saying this to me because you always seem like okay i'm just gonna sit down i'm got my bag i'm good you know and I'll, i'm kind of chilling i'm ready to go when i'm ready to go yep right and and i think having that quality especially for a contest like world's strongest man is very good because there is sometimes a lot of waiting and a lot of a time in between and time down and there is some setup and there's some, you know, times where you can't be dropping energy that isn't, uh, going toward competing. Exactly. 100%. So no, that's interesting. So he's helped you to kind of tune that in a little tune, bit more tune it in and, and use the energy when it needs to be used. Okay. So, um, like, like, like again, like, like a light switch. Yeah. You know, like, and I did, and I actually did see that in you yesterday. Like, uh, we trained yesterday and, uh, you know, we were sitting there joking, joking around and having a good time. Yep. And then as soon as that weight's on and, and the belt's coming on, it was just like, you could just, you could see it in your face. You could see, I'm sure you saw the same thing in my face. Like, yep. no, it's time to bang. Like yep. it's time to go. Absolutely. So yeah. it, it's, it's learning how to tune into that and just, and, and being ready when you need to be ready. Yeah, that's, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool to hear you, you talk about that. And it's interesting to look back on all of the different experiences you've had, you know, and, um, you know, whether it's the, the wrestling background or training or, 
uh, different life experiences and, 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 you know, things that you've gone through because you still work right now, still work full time. Yep. You're a dad, uh, you're a husband, you're all these different things, right? Yep. And you have to be able to, to be in that moment for whatever it might be, right? So you're at whatever moment your kids are the most important or training is the most important or spending time with your wife is the most important, right? Like all these things. And that's very much something that I have talked about and that, that I have to do. And we were kind of, kind of talking about that a little bit yesterday where life can come up, right? And you have to work around it, but there might be times, uh, I think you said to me, Hey, there might be times where I get in the gym at nine o'clock after work and I had something else come up and I had to handle it. And at those moments is where you separate yourself because it's not easy. Right. And so there's a lot of times where I guarantee that you have had to make hard choices and it's, it's much more comfortable to say, Hey man, today didn't go good. Uh, I, I don't feel like it, whatever. And then don't go, but instead you've gone. And I can tell that you have that mental capacity to work hard when you need to work hard. Yes. Yes. It's funny that you say that too, because like the days where I don't feel right or I feel tired or I'm off or those are some of the best training days. Yep. (laughs) Like literally like some of the best, like if I wouldn't have came, I wouldn't have been able to see that I can push through this and have a great session. Yep. You know, potentially even PRing, you know, like, yeah. Okay. I feel like crap because I worked a 10 hour day and whatever. I didn't eat my meals or I didn't, you know, today's just not going to be a good day. And then showing up and pushing myself even harder and finding out that, like, no, it was a great day. Yeah. And, and two, you're moving forward, right? Yes. That's the way that I've always thought to myself when I've had, a tough day, a challenging day, you know, maybe things aren't going right or, or whatever, and you still go get it done. So it is ironic that some of those days are the best days, but also if they're not the best day, the way that I've always thought to myself is I've got, I've got two choices. I can either go in and do something that will get me further forward, or I can not go. And then I, I stay the same yeah. or, or go backwards. Right. So I would rather go and and sometimes those hard days can lead to the awesome days too, if you go do it, right? But so many people out there with, and I don't know if it's social media related or or what it might be, where they need to post about it, they need to talk about it, and it's maybe driven by that and and in some capacity, but also you have to make hard choices and do hard things when people aren't looking. Right. And that's, that's where I, I get that with you a lot where you don't, I mean, you're not a guy that posts a lot, you know, I think you're going to do more of that and, and kind of get into it a little bit more, which, which will be great, but it's interesting getting to talk to you and be around you and, you know, get your perspective on different things because you are a guy that I, I can, I can almost say with certainty after after being around you for a couple of years, right? If Kevin's not posting, I know that Kevin's working hard. Yes, right. Yep. Whereas some of the, some of the other competitors, potentially, if they're not posting, I would maybe question whether they're working hard because they're so 
into sharing what they're doing. Exactly. Right. So, you know, sometimes um, it's just a different perspective. It's a a different perspective, but you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. And and you, you've shared a few things here and there and, and whatever, but um, is that something that you consciously do where you don't share? Is it just, you're busy and just don't care to put it out. Just busy with life. I mean, yeah, working a full-time job and then I got to play dad Mm -hmm. and, and keep the wife happy and, everything else in between that you know absolutely so it's it's definitely finding finding time for every single one of those yeah every everything has to have the right amount of time yep um and the sacrifices have to be made yes yes 100 percent. there's been times where i got kids kids that are having games on my training days yep you know and exactly like I'm, i'm not getting into the gym until 9 p.m but the work still needs to be done. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter what time it is. And, and yeah, it does, does it suck? Absolutely. But if I don't go, then, then what? Yep. Even, even if I'm progressing even a half a percent, yep. it's still progressing forward where if I didn't go, like you were saying, if I didn't go, then am I taking steps back or yep. am I? But, well, if you, if you didn't go, potentially that stone doesn't go over that bar this year right and that that day could be the difference it literally could be the difference that's crazy you say that because that's literally my mindset like if i don't come today this could be potentially the day that 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 sets me apart from going to the finals yes so i don't feel like a lot of people get that no because we're on just a different yeah our brains are (laughs) <laughs> no, I b- believe me, man. I, I, if, if anybody gets it, I get it. And I think that that's the fun part of, of doing this type of thing where, you know, you can do a lot of podcasts and there's a lot of people out there that do podcasts and talk, but very often the person doing the podcast hasn't, especially if they're talking to athletes, they haven't necessarily been on that level themselves. And so if you haven't been there yourself, how would you understand? Right. So I could sit here and talk to you and say, Hey, Kev, you know, this and that, that's really interesting, but I know how much I would fixate on that stone, not going over the bar. Right. And I know that you do too. And that will drive you, but it'll drive you for, I mean, let's look back at me. 2010 South Africa, world's strongest man, first event of the final, I'm doing a loading race through water with bags filled with gravel. Right. And I had trained unbelievably hard for that moment, came in, was going to win the event, should have won the event, right? And just didn't push the bag on, but it was filled with water and gravel. So it fell off. Normally a bag would stay there, right? But that moment has driven me through my entire career. And it's probably still drives you. It still does. Absolutely. Especially when the video pops up here and there all the time. It's like it brings like that fire back. Yep. And there, and, and at certain moments when I need to dig into that, I will. Right. And so that's why I was saying to you, like that stone, not going over, these are the type of moments that you will remember and will drive you too, Right. And so you fixate on these things now, now, you know, that feeling, the emotion, all of that packaged can, you can use in a very positive way or a very negative way. Right. And I feel like you're taking it in a, in a very positive way and it'll be a motivating factor that can be really, really good. 
And I've tried to do the same thing with myself because if, if you think of it in a negative way, which, you know, in all fairness, that moment for me and other moments too, I've had a lot of them where things could have played out differently and changed. And, and that, I mean, going back and I even shared right now, I don't know if I've even said that before about the, the mistake that I made with the tacky on my sleeves and the setup and all that from worlds last year. I mean, that's a, will be a defining moment that I've thought about and it's motivated me a lot this year, yep. you know, in the same thing, because, um, you know, I underperformed and, and I underperformed because of a mistake that I made that I can only put on my shoulders. Right. So well, you wouldn't think that that one little mistake you made would cost you a title. Yeah. Oh, I did. I didn't clean off old tech. You know, like, <laughs> well, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to say last year. Cause obviously Tom is great with oh, stones. hundred percent. Nothing to take away from. Yeah. Tom, but, yeah. It, but. it, it would, I was prepared to do something really good there. And I had, I had trained like week in and week out and just that one call. And it was my call. The thing is too, is Andy was with me and he's he's like, Hey man, I think we should clean these sleeves. He even said it. And I said, let me look at him. Oh, I think it's all right. Right. And just in that moment, it was enough where that was the wrong call, but I've, I'm so frustrated with myself because of how long I've done it. And I should know better with a hundred degrees outside. I have remnants of cool weather tacky on my sleeves and, but again, these, these moments, it's so interesting as you go back and, you know, matter, maybe for you, it's that car accident where that you, you had to fight back from that, or maybe it's the, the stone not going over the bar, whatever it might be, right? These moments, um, can drive you in a, in a different way. And so you take, take a moment like that, 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 uh, you learn from, and this is just in life in general. I mean, anybody listening may have a different moment. It may not be sports related, but it may be where you maybe didn't get the job or you um, need to, to work a little bit harder, whatever it might be. Right. And and you can take that and apply it to your own life. And maybe it's not understanding necessarily the competitive nature of, of what we're trying to do in, in a very extreme sport, but it's trying to be better in life. It's trying to be better, you know, in, in your day to day, uh, whatever, whatever's going on and trying to be the best that you possibly can be and using whatever you've got going on as a motivating factor for you and setting goals and, and visualizing where you want to be and what you want to do. Well, and I, and I, I've really stuck to it. Um, especially this year, that's just how the world is and everything right now, you know, there's so much negativity hundred percent so much negativity and I, I i had to change my mindset on like you know with every negative there is a positive and it's up to you to find the positive in that you know yeah that stone didn't go over yeah and, and that is a negative thing and and i did i was very negative about it but at the end of the day what positive can i get from it oh we're gonna we're gonna push harder even harder now so that this doesn't happen again, that, you know, just even in, even in life. Okay. You didn't get the job. Okay. Well, it wasn't meant to be. There's definitely something. I, I feel like this happened for a reason. There's something better out there. Yep. I didn't get that job because there's probably something better out there. It's a, a, a winner's mentality. Yep. Right. And you can have a winner's mentality, certainly when it comes to sports, but also in life. Yep. Right. It's a, a champion mindset on a day-to-day basis where you're willing to do the things that others won't on a day-to-day basis. Right. And, and pay that price. And 
I think that's really interesting with you, man. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here talking and we're, we're talking about all this and I am very much feeling like I want to go train, you know, yes. like just talking with you and I'm, and then we're, I'm bringing up these moments for me and I'm, I'm almost getting antsy. I'm sitting here and I'm literally almost getting antsy because I know that when I, I talk about those things and think about them where it puts me in my head, There's right? Still fire. Still exactly. Fire, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's exciting. It's really exciting. And it's, it's cool to hear, uh, you talk about these things and, and what, you know, is motivating, uh, for you. What, so what are your goals? What are your goals going forward? What do you, what are you focused on? Like, you know, whether, whether it's world's strongest man, 2022 here, or it's your life or anything else. I think it's just getting better. You know, just, just, I, I love the route I'm going like knock on wood, but I have never like been severely hurt in this sport. I feel like I'm doing things right. I feel, I feel like I'm progressing at a great pace um, to the point where it's not hindering me. Um, so yeah, obviously just getting better. Like I, I, I do get crap a lot because I'm too humble. Um, but I think that staying humble is a very important thing, especially in this sport. You can be shut up real quick, you know, um, real quick. Yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, just, just pressing forward. I mean, yeah. I mean, just being a good dad, being, being a great father, um, being a great husband and just, and just moving forward and, and, and progressing in everything, yeah. you know, just not, not just strawman, but I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like strongman has made everything better. I feel like the, the trials and the push and the, and the, uh, everything that comes with strongman has made everything else in life. Like not necessarily easy, but a lot, uh, a different vision. Like, Oh, I can get through this. Like I can get through anything. Absolutely. So yeah. I feel like I feel like you can agree with me on that. Like, like strongman when you're in young in your younger days, like you, it has just built your life up progressively better, and better and better. I mean, to the point where you you you, life's good. Yes, life is life is good, man. And and when you're when you're going through and competing it's hard. Right. And, and training on a daily basis is hard yes. and overcoming adversity is hard. And all of these things are hard, but like you, you said, it teaches you what is hard and what is not hard. And it, it's one of the reasons, and I brought this up a lot, but I, I think that every normal person should train because with training, you can set goals for yourself and you can overcome adversity and you can deal with challenges and it will carry over to your life oh, yeah. in a very, very positive way. So when, uh, you know, for us going through the extreme of, of training for something as big as world's strongest man, it's, it's, um, quite a battle, but when you've gone through that battle, you can deal with a lot of adversity very well. And, uh, mentally you get stronger, physically you get stronger and the carryover is there. Yes. There, there's no doubt that the carryover is there. So I couldn't agree with you more, man, yeah. on that. I mean, and, uh, you know, hearing all of these things with you, I feel like we, 
we're very much, I, I can see where you're at mentally and, and on your path and all that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see you grow, man. I, I really do think that you've got a great, you know, opportunity this year to come in and set the stage with world's strongest man, put on a really good performance. And, you know, I mean, just training with you yesterday, I feel like you're in a good spot, yeah. you know, coming in and, and dialed yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're in a really good spot right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for you, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I, uh, um, you know, I, f- I feel like you're walking in in a, in a good headspace. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm getting a really good energy, like off of you going into the contest. And that's, that's huge, huge, a g- great platform to start from. Yes. Good vibes, good vibes, good man. Vibes. <laughs> good vibes. So if people want to, want to check out, uh, Kevin Ferris, where do they go? uh kf underscore strongman and then uh and that's on instagram that's on instagram okay uh, i'm actually starting a youtube starting a youtube okay just uh kevin ferris okay um you put my i put my first one out um and i feel like i got a pretty good hit i feel like uh being my lighter weight i think that a lot of people can relate to me um and the things that i'm i'm going through trials and everything else um so yeah, I just want to share my life and share, share my, uh, no, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. And like you said, you're a humble guy, hardworking, humble guy. And I think that, um, a lot of people can relate to that. You know, it's, it's, uh, especially with you kind of walking into the land of the giants, so to speak, you know, it's, it's, uh, the giant killer and, you know, um, you know, seeing you compete, uh, against, uh, really big guys is, is, you know, it's something, man, it's, yeah. it's something where, you know, um, I think people love watching that and I hope that they will, uh, support you with that and, and, uh, you know, kind of follow along your journey and, you know, you get to share what you're going through and, and, uh, hopefully inspire some people along the way. That's the plan. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on today, brother. And, and, uh, we got some more training to do while you're out here and, and, uh, um, keep, you know, we're going to keep going down the road, uh, here getting ready for world's strongest man. But, uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you out. I'm, I'm glad that uh, this was the first podcast you ever did. And I, <laughs> I feel, I feel like, like you did all right. Yeah. I think you did fine, man. I think it's, I think a lot of people are going to find uh, really cool things to take away, you know, from this today. And that's, that's really what it's all about, right? Is trying to, to spread a positive message and, and, um, you know, for you to obviously get to share your story and, and, um, you know, this is, it's something I've always really wanted to do, but this is cool to, you know, have, have guys come out and, and get to, you know, share what they've gone through and their experiences. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully people listening, um, can relate to some of these things and, and, uh, use it in a positive way in their own life. And, and, uh, you know, we all collectively get better, yeah. right. At the end of the day, that's, that's, uh, really, you know, what I would love to see and, and try to help people with and, and whatever. So, uh, this is, this is awesome, man. And, and, uh, for anybody listening, if you got something out of this, if you enjoyed it, please share the show because that's ultimately how we're going to be able to grow the podcast even bigger is by people sharing it and talking about it and, and, uh, obviously tuning in and listening and, and, uh, enjoying the content that is coming out. So I hope all of you are doing amazing for now. Go out and be great. And we'll check you guys later.